1: If you are headed to Gen Con or you are just close to the Indianapolis area, then you should join us for our live show, Saturday, August 3rd at 8 p .m. over at the Indiana Repertory Theater. You do not need a Gen Con badge to attend, but you can get a ticket for this show at thecritshowpodcast .com slash Gen Con. As I said, the show starts at 8 o 'clock and the theater doors will open at 7 .30. It's general admission, and we are super excited about this. We are doing a loving homage to our favorite game show from across the pond. So join us and a few special surprise guests as we present what we're calling Game Master. Again, that is Saturday, August 3rd at 8 p .m. And you can get your ticket at thecritshowpodcast .com slash Gen Con. We hope to see you there. Music Before we get into this week's episode, just a reminder that on Monday the 25th at 7pm Eastern over at twitch.tv slash Show, we are going to be starting a new streamed monthly Monster of the Week game run by Tass called Lucid Inc. Much like the game that Tass ran previously, End of Days, this will have a little bit of a rotating cast as people are available, uh, but it will be the last Monday of every month. And that'll be at 7 p.m. as opposed to our normal 8 p.m. start time. So if you'd like to join us to see this story that Tass has described as Inception Meets Nightmare on Elm Street, I highly recommend you join us for the last Monday of every month at 7 p.m. Eastern over at twitch.tv slash the crit show to see the story of Lucid Inc. Also, just a little reminder that next week you're going to be getting two episodes. You're going to get episode four and five. A further investigation then the following week you're going to get episode six and the q a and then the week after that yes it's here already we are going to be starting season five we are very excited we hope that you are enjoying these other games that we've been playing during our season break we've had a lot of fun playing them and sharing them with you but we are excited to get back into the other side of the coin so i hope that this finds you well and enjoy further investigation Quinn, the floor
2: has opened up beneath you and you have plummeted into a trap alongside the figure that was bolting out of the vault as you opened the door and you land with a fleshy thud as you hear two exclamations of pain in the darkness with you. Oh no! Tom, looking down into this pit at the edge of which you were standing wisely, you see Quinn and this gray-skinned humanoid fall, uh, and you see Quinn land atop another gray-skinned humanoid that seems to have already been inside of the pit when it was opened.
3: Uh, oh no. Uh, looking around, is there a way to, like, n- now that I've seen this trap in action, is there a way to, like, keep this floor from closing back up, or otherwise stop it so that I can free my friend?
2: You don't have disabled device, right? No. Uh, make a- Perception check.
3: Okay. Thirteen.
2: Without like knowing the the inner mechanism of the trap. I think just generally speaking, you saw how it opened that just kind of two sides hinged downward and will have to hinge back upward to close. So I think you get the impression that if you could wedge something like between them, that would prevent them from closing towards each other again, or something like in the hinges that would prevent them from. Flipping upward, you might be able to stop this mechanism from closing. I don't think you have a good idea of how long you've got before that starts to happen, though.
3: Fuck. Then I think, not knowing what to do, I'm going to uh, uh, uncoil a uncoil my fifty feet of rope and throw it down for Quinn.
2: Quinn, what are you up to? You have you have heard uh, two other figures down here in the darkness with you, uh, and you can feel something squirming beneath you. Is this far enough that I can't like see very well? Uh it's like dim light. It's just like a story down, but the only light coming in is from the the wall torches in the hall above you, which aren't exceedingly bright to begin with. Okay, I think I'm just sort of rolling back to my feet and getting a little
4: distance between these two, not knowing what to expect. I just I think I have uh have that super cool um Owen from Jurassic World handout, you know, just just trying to like give pause like that I'm not I'm not necessarily here
2: to fight unless they're going to start shit. Yeah, you you roll to your feet and uh you see these two figures stand. They are a little bit taller than you, um pretty lean, kind of lanky. Uh they are bald with kind of misshapen skulls and uh gray skin and they are both like getting back to their feet and looking at you. Um the one that seems to have been the one that fell in with you is keeping its eyes specifically on you. The other one is kind of looking up and around at like the change in circumstance that this door is open. And as you are squaring off with these, you hear the thunk of rope hitting the ground behind you. Oh, that's my cue. And I want to try to scramble up as quickly as I can. All right. Why don't both of you roll initiative for me? Kim and Tass. Darn.
3: Okay. I've always wanted to fight Tass. Oh no. Six, 20.
2: Uh first up in the order is Tom. Nice. Um, you can see that like all three of these figures down here are kind of poised to launch as the rope hits the ground. Um, but you're the fastest. so none of them are doing anything exactly yet.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, if I am if I'm able to scooch that rope a little closer to where Quinn is specifically. yeah,
2: fair. Cool. No, no problem. Excellent. Is there anything else you want to do or you just want to wait until Quinn tries to make a jump at this rope?
3: You said that one of these creatures is like seems like a little confused and the other one is like rapidly looking for a way out. Basically, yeah. Okay, cool. I want to lock eyes with the one that is looking for a way of escaping and I'm going to start very lightly singing and I would like to use my fascinate ability. I need them to make a will saving throw.
2: That is a critical miss.
3: So the creature sits quietly and observes the performance for as long as the bard continues to maintain it. Okay. While fascinated, the target takes a minus four penalty on skill checks made as reactions.
2: That's solid. Yep. Excellent. Okay. Next in the order is the one that fell in with Quinn, who makes a run for it. Quinn, this figure tries to Book it right past you and head for the rope. If you want, this will provoke an attack of opportunity. You could strike out as it goes or try to grapple it or trip it or some other combat maneuver. Yeah, I don't really want to hurt them yet necessarily. So
4: I want to try to get them on the ground. Maybe trip them, I think, is the
2: goal. All right. Make a CMB check. That is your combat maneuver bonus. Okay. Uh, so that applies to all the things like grappling, tripping, disarming, all of those things that aren't an attack, but are kind of creating a combat advantage. Okay, okay. 14. Uh, That'll do it. That will uh, meet or exceed its combat maneuver defense. So what does this look like as you trip this thing up? Uh, I think it's just sort of using its own momentum
4: against it as he runs forward. I'm just kind of doing that where I use my shoulders to knock him off balance and run him into the wall. That, of course,
2: that classic spin where you use your shoulders to knock him off. Yeah, I know, I know. It's so
4: Jackie Chan. Come on, let me have
2: this. All right, the creature falls prone on the floor of the pit. Next in the order is the other creature, which is absolutely enraptured by Tom's beautiful song and is just sort of smiling and gingerly clapping along to the melody, and otherwise does nothing. Quinn, you're up. I'd love to get up this rope. Make a climb check. 18. No problem. You are able to scramble up this rope and reach the top of the edge of the pit where Tom is standing and singing. Tom, Quinn makes his way out of the pit next to you. What would you like to do?
3: Uh, okay, so I'm going to stop singing, uh, but because I have the feet lingering performance, the effects of my bardic performance will last for this round and the next one. Um, and I'm going to pull the rope up after Quinn.
2: All right. Again, I don't think there's a role necessary for that. I think you just pull that off. Uh, the one that was knocked prone uh, starts to scramble to its feet, uh, and it says, "Now, please, please let us out. We'll tell you anything you want to know. Uh, I think I draw
4: my bow and I don't like, I, I don't level it. You know, I'm not like aiming at them, but I have it at rest. How's about you start telling us some stuff before we let you out and we'll see how that goes.
2: Um, The uh the one that has just stood like puts its hands up in a surrender gesture um, and you notice that. The other one, like, seems to be kind of starting to come to its senses as the lingering performance starts to expire, and its smile kind of fades as it like starts to look around in a panic again as the doors of the pit start to swing shut again. Oops. Uh and the one that just got to its feet with its hands up is like,
4: Oh no, please God, yeah, we'll talk to you please don't don't leave us in here. Can I get out like my whole coil of rope and like jam it in one of the hinges, like one of the sides where it's starting to close to try to stop it?
2: Yeah. Um Give me just a straight dexterity check here. Okay.
4: No, six.
2: Yeah, I think you pull out your coil of rope and uh, you you start to hustle over there, but the, the footing and the timing is just not quite right. And the doors of the pit trap shut again into what appears to be a flush floor. Um, And you can just kind of hear the muffled, like, cries of protestation from underneath from these two creatures.
4: Oh, shit. Uh, I, I get down on my hands and knees and, like, put my mouth to the floor, like, cupping my hands against it. Well, we'll try to figure out this damn thing and get you out. I I don't know. You can understand anything through this metal shit. Just hold on.
2: And you just hear, like,
5: <laughs>
2: I know, I know. Calm down. <laughs> uh, Rainer and Celestine, uh, you arrive at the locked box uh, and enter through the front doors to see... This scene of devastation, you know that there was the break-in here, you can see all of the broken cases, uh, kind of scattered goods, and currently in the room, you only see one figure. It appears to be a guard, uh, and he is patrolling, like, surprisingly on edge, uh, considering you know that your squadmates should be here somewhere.
0: Uh, I'll go over to him. Uh, excuse me, sir, uh...
2: He, like, turns rapidly with, like, a sword in his hands. Whoa! Says, ah,
0: ah! Whoa, 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 it's okay, I- I- I I put my hands up. Sorry, uh, we're just we're looking for our uh our friends. They should be here investigating.
2: Oh yeah, sorry. Um yeah, they're 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 downstairs. Um sorry, one of them really got me worked up here, and I'm, uh so sort we're of trying to come down. But um <laughs> yeah, if you go right, I'll show you. Uh and he starts to just walk you guys down a center hall at the back of the room that leads to a set of double doors. Is everything all right? Uh he says. No, I mean. Other than all the stuff that happened over the course of the night and morning, I think so. Your friends went downstairs to check some stuff out. That's where the vault is. They got me a little bit nervous that maybe somebody was still hiding in the shadows up here. And so, you know, they kind of left me behind. And my fellow guard and the widow are in the bunks back there. And he points to a door to your guys' left as you like kind of walk past it down this hallway.
1: Uh, that's a good thought that there could be someone hiding here. Also the idea that if nothing noticeable was missing that maybe they are just waiting for there to be say only one guard and they come back.
2: Uh, he, he opens those double doors and uh, you can hear Quinn's voice from down a set of stairs uh, like a floor below you and he seems to be trying to placate somebody uh, as it echoes up the stone hall towards you. And the guard kind of stops and cocks his head a little confused and looks at the two of you and just gestures down the stairs for you as if he does not intend
1: to follow. Yeah, we'll go downstairs.
4: I love that they're going to come down to an empty hallway where Tom's just standing there with a coil of rope and I'm face planted into the metal just screaming at the floor.
3: Oh, hello, darlings. I don't suppose either of you are skilled in the artistry of disabling traps.
1: I'm particularly good at noticing them, but taking them apart, no, not so much.
0: Unfortunately, no. Uh, why? What are we looking at here? Is everything okay with Quint?
4: We have expertly captured some assailants.
3: <laughs> yes, if we can manage to get this floor open, there are two witnesses down uh, beneath this trapped floor, and by witnesses, I
0: mean thieves. How did they get in there?
4: It's a switch trap. It seems like that one of them got locked inside, and once we cracked it open, the trap, you know, kind of stops them from getting out.
1: Just open and close the door again.
4: Be my guest. And I step back away from it. This door? Yeah, well, once it opens like this, like falls right out from under you where you're standing there.
1: Oh, I see. But I can do it from inside the room?
4: Oh, from
2: like inside the vault? Yes. Yeah, and the vault door is just sort of standing like not wide open yet, but like sort of ajar. You can see a little bit of a dark kind of cavernous room beyond this large metal door.
4: Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, if you... Now, cause open, so if you go in mm. and then you've met, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh,
1: I'll walk across and, and try to close the vault door, um, not all the way, but then open it and, and open it and close it a few times to see if it drops.
3: I wanna make sure that Selly is standing away from the trap door.
2: <laughs> it's, it's like double the fall for a gnome. <laughs> <laughs> um, From inside of the vault? Correct. Okay, Uh, as you step inside of the vault, you hear a click. Different trap door. <laughs> You hear a click uh, beneath your feet, as if of a pressure plate. Um, but the trap doors outside of the vault door do not swing open.
1: I will step off of the pressure plate. You hear it kind of settle back into place. The doors remain closed. How interesting. So uh, there is a pressure plate here, and when I step on it, there's it's Something's arming. Perhaps some weight on the trap door area. I'm not sure. Would this be covered under knowledge engineering, like how this? mechanism might function. I think there's a good
2: argument to be made for that. Sure. Okay.
1: 24. <laughs> um.
2: Yeah, so I think you get the impression that there is this pressure plate inside of the vault door that arms and disarms the pit trap. That its goal is not to catch people on the way into the vault. Its goal is to catch people on the way out of the vault. Mm-hmm. So uh, a step onto it will like prime it. Another step onto it will arm it so that when it is stepped on it will open so basically if somebody unknowing walked into the vault their first step in would prime the trap their step out would arm the trap and then they'd fall in if somebody knows better it's just an extra step to reset this thing back to a safe mode where you can traverse out over the pit doors
1: okay and so it seems like right now it will drop away if someone steps over the the trapped area quote -unquote
2: uh no, I don't think you get that impression. Okay. I think you get the impression that if you stepped on it one more time, uh-huh. then that would be the case. Okay. Because it would be trying to get you on your way out. Gotcha.
1: Okay, so I will
2: step on it again to prime it. And and you hear the another click. The doors do stay shut on the outside, but you are under the impression that if there was weight on them now, they would open.
1: Quinn, could you come here for a second? I can't seem to figure this out.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, sure, Ray. No, um... <laughs> Uh yes, I do believe now it will fall through if sufficient weight is on it.
4: Can I just like not fully stepping on it? But can I just kind of boot one of the doors and see if it swings open?
1: Yeah, you
2: you give a good stomp and both of those doors swing down and open again, uh and you see the two figures below like kind of shield their eyes at the sudden influx of light. Oh hello. Uh and they start kind of like scrambling at the walls trying to get up and out. The one that was already down there when you fell in, Quinn, uh says Please, it only seems to have a window of about 10 seconds. Let us out before it closes on us again, please. I'll throw the rope down. Okay. Uh, They kind of scramble over each other um, and waste like four of the s- 10 seconds that they have. <laughs> uh, but then they are both able to navigate up the rope and out of the pit. Uh, and they just kind of fall to the ground in this hallway, like panting and coming down off of the panic uh, as the pit doors Swing closed again behind them. I have taken position
4: between them and the exit. I've strapped the bow back onto my back and I have the scythe out very clear with my intentions of what happens if they try to run.
3: So sorry that our conversation got cut off last time, but I believe you said something about telling us everything.
2: They look at each other and they look at Quinn, who is positioned with a scythe between them and the exit. And I think you can all tell just kind of glancing them over They're both a little bit beat up. Neither of them seems to be in, like, prime condition right now. And the one that was already in the trap lets out a little bit of, like, a whimper. The other one lets out a little bit of, like, a grunt of discontent. But the one that whimpers says, We'll tell you anything that we know. We were sent here to kill guards and steal from the store. And we were trapped. The guards were not how we expected them. And... We were able to eliminate one, but when the rest returned, we scattered and I fell in the trap because Zakar armed it when they went in the vault.
0: You were sent? Who are you sent by?
2: Uh, the one who you now know is named Zakar responds. I-, I hate these voices. I wish I hadn't done these.
0: <laughs> this this one that hasn't spoken is just like <laughs> a super normal voice. <laughs>
2: no, no, they've both spoken. They're just slightly different pitches of the same voice. <laughs>
0: He goes, <coughs> mm, sorry, I had something in my throat. Let me start over. <laughs> it's very
3: dusty down there.
2: Oh, sorry, I had some buffalo sauce stuck in my throat. <laughs> Where were we?
0: Is that, is that a better voice? <laughs> no,
2: that's also bad. <laughs> we are sometimes sent by a group of humans, but we do not meet with the humans.
4: There are two of our kind that handle all of the dealings between us and the humans. All right, yeah, we're going to need some details on, on those folks that set this up.
3: And what sort of jobs does this group of humans send you on? Often we are sent to steal things. I look at the rest of the group. So is this a thieves guild that we're dealing with?
1: Do you travel with the circus or are you from this town or Magnamar or nearby?
2: They both look at you a little bit confused and uh, the one named as responds,
4: Rogi and I
0: live with our kind outside of town in the wilds.
2: All
4: right, so you're, you're local folk.
0: Uh, were all of you that were sent here? Uh, were you all sent by the two of your kind that handle relations between you and the humans? Or or were one of those two here with you?
2: Uh, Rogi responds, No, the four of us were sent. The two who handle the dealings between us and the humans were not present. They are less of our tribe now and more of the human.
0: I look at Rainer. These are definitely the same kind of beings as the one that was at the temple.
1: Is that uncommon for skulks to... Like, break away from their group and live amongst, like, other name -givers, or?
2: Yeah, I don't think that one necessitates a role. You know, Skulks are uncommon, but they're not unheard of. And I think the one thing you would know of them is that they don't, like, orient with humans very much. Like, they are, you know, a humanoid race that has broken off into their own small, like, very small societies. Like, they don't do well in large groups. And, yeah, they don't associate with people except to, like, take from them, usually. How many jobs would you say you've done
1: with this group of four?
2: They both start counting on their fingers and then, like, on their toes. And then they seem to get confused about how many they've counted. And they start over. And then they're doing it on one hand and their toes at the same time. And it just seems like they don't know how to act.
1: So quite a few. Uh
2: -huh. they shrug. I, I think it's genuinely <laughs> unclear. I think you you get the impression they don't fucking know. They can't math it. Like they can't, they have no idea how to answer this question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: I assume that you're not doing these jobs out of the kindness of your heart. Do they pay you in gold or what?
2: Zakar responds. No, money is no good to us. We
4: cannot keep track of it. They pay us in delicacies. Wait, that's an option?
3: I am also awful with money. What sort of delicacies are we talking about? <laughs>
2: uh... Rogi says, "Oh, smoked hams, cheeses, fine drinks,
0: things we cannot get in the wild." Where's signups? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like this. Y'all just skip the middleman. That's that's recruiting. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Were you sent here to steal anything in particular?
2: Uh, they look at each other, like seeing if the other knows the answer to that question. And neither of them seems to have the answer. And Zakhar shakes their head and says. We were told to come in, kill guards, and take.
1: So no specific target except for perhaps the concept of people stealing and killing the locals.
0: Just chaos? Yes. How did you two get into the vault? Did you have the key?
1: Zakar kind of
2: lights up, smiles, and says, I, I had key. I had the key. I thought this would be a good hiding place. Where did you get the key? Uh, Rogi says, it was given to us by our contact with the humans.
3: Because we know that there's only two copies of this key, right? Like there is, there is the, there's the backup in the office that I have and then the one that the victim had.
2: I don't know if you had determined that. I will just tell you, yes, that is correct. What you have okay. surmised is accurate.
3: Yeah.
1: So are we looking at one of those two keys being used now or a third key having been found or made?
0: Well, and I look at them. Do you still have the key then?
2: Uh zakar reaches into a a small pouch that hangs at their waist and pulls out uh, a functionally identical iron key to what you guys found to open the vault door
0: i hold out my hand for it
2: uh they hand it over
0: uh the guard said that uh, the victim's wife was still here maybe we can ask her if this is the one that he had on him or he was supposed to have on him
1: yes because it was supposed to be on him it- it seems like these two things were kind of happening simultaneously for the key to be over here. Yeah,
4: that's that's possible, though. At the side of the, well, murder, mauling, whatever you want to call it, I have to assume whatever was there can fly if they found this body and then brought him back and found all this happening. There's a little bit of, you know, time lapse there. If they could get the key from him, send these folks in, and then, like, you can see Quinn absolutely lost <laughs> Just, in the math of this. So Just the, sweating, trying to <laughs>
1: puzzle this out. So if the contact was the one to kill him and then pass the key off to this group and send them across town.
0: Maybe. Do we know what the time difference is in between the attack and the attack?
2: <laughs> <laughs> there is a bit of a break between what each pair of you knows, mm. but the party collective, like <laughs> the party as a whole, <laughs> yeah. some of you know that she found his body yeah. okay. and called the guards. She yeah. went looking for him because he wasn't home yet, found the corpse, called the guards.
3: These two instances were not happening simultaneously. There is there is a reasonable window for someone to have like brought the key to this store for the skulks to rob the place.
4: Correct. I think Quinn brightens up. I'm I'm just going to assume some of this was like us piecing that together.
3: Sorry, <laughs> I should have said that in my
1: accent. Yeah. God, yes. <laughs> Our mystery will never work.
4: <laughs> All right. When were you handed the key? Like, when did they give it to you? Like, right before y'all came in or, like, days ago or what? No, it was right before we came in. And I, I just punch arm him. pump. <laughs> <laughs> just
0: punch the air. Hell yeah. Yeah. So was he murdered for the key or was that uh, maybe a, a, a additional thing to kind of make it seem like, this was connected. The robbery doesn't seem to have a overall purpose in the sense of it just being a robbery, but if it was meant to cover part of the attack...
4: Yeah, like, they were just sent in for general mayhem, so somebody was after something. Just not these two, right?
3: <laughs> I am <was> so confused <laughs> as to what just happened.
2: <laughs> Rev, he said general mayhem and Rev saluted. <laughs> <laughs> so
4: somebody was after something specific in here, right? Just not these two.
3: Or it could be that they are being honest and that they were here to rob the place. It's just that more guards than anticipated caught them in the act. They were unsuccessful.
1: Do either of you know if anything particular is missing? Oh, I don't
4: think we got that far, at least not as far as the vault. We could look around the office too.
1: Yeah, I think I want to, since I'm standing in the vault door, just kind of turn around and try to give a, a cursory glance of just everything placed and see if there are, like, holes in the things in the vault.
2: Why don't you make a perception check?
1: I will. 23. Rainer,
2: from what you can tell, nothing in here is disturbed. Beyond kind of, like, surface -level panic, it seems, from Zakaar being in here, there's a lot of, I mean, wonderful things in here. There are beautiful gems and jewelry and masterwork weapons and armor. There's a lot of coin that seems to be minted in... Uh, like adjacent cities and countries. There's currency from Magnamar, there's currency from Corvosa, there's currency from like other nations. Um, and there are some things here marked with like names as if they're somebody else's stuff that's being stored here. Um, but I think what you do find is a, uh, there is a a series of shelves just east of the vault door. And uh, there's a, a hidden panel there that when you open it, you find a a switch.
1: Oh, hello. Nothing in here seems to be just. Dis- if they were going after something specific, they must not have gotten it. At least it's on these shelves or know, flip that switch and see what it does.
2: Outside of the vault door, uh, all of you who are standing out there hear a like heavier than has been heard so far clunk. And you see the floor kind of like
1: settle as if this has been disarmed.
3: Oh, lovely.
1: What was that? I think the floor switched off. Oh, I thought maybe it would be some secret vault or something where... The stolen item was, but if they were sent here for something specific, then it sure has not been taken. I can't see anything that's missing. Um, and Zakar kind of pipes up and says,
2: I got too scared once I was inside, and I just tried to get out.
1: Yes, that's fair. And you weren't told to grab anything specific. Just take what you wanted.
0: Just take valuables. That's the thing. It doesn't seem like they were sent here for anything specific, so I can't shake the feeling that this whole thing was a cover. Or a, a distraction, and the rest of the guards just came back earlier than whoever sent them here anticipated.
1: Or exactly when they anticipated, if their whole goal was to give the circus a bad name for some reason.
0: That's true. Sending them in here just to cause chaos and then be interrupted by more guards. Well, I suppose that' a pretty good way to assume that nobody's going to make it out of here. It just looks bad.
1: I start pocketing stuff, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> They got away with so much. I'm just
0: mage -handing things out the window. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love.
5: In a world of covert culinary criminal coalitions, Jean -Carlo, Oui Chef, reformed criminal, and celebrity chef Butch Orson. Prepare the brigade. Oui Chef! is dragged back into the dark realm of criminal kitchens. Behind. When old rivals threaten his life's work. Corner! Butch is brought back. <sighs> hot. No, 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 no! For one. <laughs> last. Yeah. Cook. Open Pandora's oven. Yes, yes chef. Chef. John Wick meets Hell's Kitchen in Yes Chef, a comedic actual play adventure of kooky culinary combat, refried revenge, and untold gastronomic horrors. Yes Chef is out now on the Dungeons and Drimbus podcast feed. Butchie, a genuine pleasure to see you. <laughs>
2: Strange happenings are occurring in the world of Exandria. Slayed creatures and beasts from days of yore are returning to the land of the living, and it's up to a band of unlikely heroes to
5: re-slay them. <laughs> Welcome to the Reslayer's Take. Join Jasmine Bular, Jasmine Chung, Jasper Cartwright, and Caroline Lux, alongside Game
1: Masters, Nick Williams, and me, George Primavera, in this Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition role-playing adventure through Critical Role's fantasy world of Exandria. But don't worry, you won't need to know the rules to follow this story. All you need to know is that nothing the players do is scripted or planned, and their fates are determined by their own cleverness and the role of a
5: 20-sided die. So what the heck are you waiting for? Adventure awaits in the Free Slayer's Take. New episodes drop weekly on Mondays wherever you stream your podcasts.
0: I think I'm taking this time to fill in Quinn and Thomasin on what we found at the Temple of Aristote. Walter's body was definitely attacked by some sort of creature. There were claw marks and bite marks and it looked like he was stomped on. It was not pretty. Well, we can say with absolute certainty that it was not a sphinx.
3: Oh? Yes, the footprints that we saw at the scene don't match up with what a sphinxes are known to be. Plus, a sphinx is at least 600 pounds, and those steps were not nearly deep enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I took measurements of, of the claw marks and the bite marks, and, you know, maybe we can go back and, and talk to the sphinx, since they're the ones that are kind of being accused of this crime. It's the circus overall, but... Everyone has in their mind that it was the Sphinx, so maybe we can make make it back to the tent during one of the hours they're not doing a performance and ask them what they think it could be.
4: What's boggling me is the fact that there ain't no tracks leading in and out to where that attack happened. So one way or another, they got something there to attack this guy. Either it can fly or they can do some sort of magic that can pull something from somewhere else.
0: Or maybe cover your footprints or make it so you don't leave any.
4: He looks a little indignant at that. <laughs> I suppose that is within the realm of possibilities.
1: This may be a rather rough situation to put ourselves in, but do we want to go with our friends here back to their home and see if we can meet with our contact?
2: I don't hate it. Um, we are just brought jobs. We do not have a way to get in touch with those who left our tribe and work with the humans, nor do we even know who the humans are. I wouldn't know where to lead you. And Rogi says, uh, and if you come back to our tribe, they will kill you. I fucking try.
3: I don't love that.
2: There are more of them than us, although our numbers are now reduced. And he looks very sad.
0: And he goes, actually, yes, come with us. We'll lead you back.
1: <laughs> Would you? Yeah, wait, what the fuck am I? Yeah, come on. It's not a trap. <laughs> Would you at least recognize the ones who... Left your tribe to work with the humans? Uh, Zakar says,
4: yes,
2: we we know them. Kaimeth and Aname. we just don't know where they are until they come to speak with us.
0: Well, I think m- maybe we can start with talking to the victim's wife again and, and seeing what she thinks about this key. She sure
4: seemed real antsy about something. She was not taking any alternative to the
1: Sphinx being the thing. Where was the attack site that you had all looked at?
4: I describe it.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, it was along the road between here and the carnival. You know, the the road up out of town towards the carnival like hits town proper and kind of like the main thoroughfare branches off Um, and like the branch from kind of the heart of town to the shop and their home was where the body was found.
1: Could we, if we're going to speak to her, could we swing by that on the way? Uh, The widow is present. She's in this building. Oh God, she's right behind me. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. She's been listening to all of this. Uh, Zakhar peels off a mask and it's been the window all along.
3: Uh, why is there something you think we missed?
1: Well, I'm just curious. Something that was, was biting and scratching, not big enough to be the Sphinx, I would be curious to see the footprints and the bite patterns to see how they might match up with the monitor lizard.
3: Did those footprints that we saw, would they appear to be the same size as that of a monitor lizard?
1: Um, I think you having examined
2: them could kind of roll a retroactive knowledge nature here sure yeah can i aid absolutely okay
3: uh well that first roll was really wait uh do, what what does aid do in pathfinder
2: uh if Raynor is successful on his aid roll it will give you a plus 2 to your roll so i am successful
3: okay uh so that is a 22
2: uh yeah i i think you get the impression that they are not Consistent. Um, a monitor lizard wouldn't make tracks heavy enough to be the tracks that you saw. A sphinx would make tracks too heavy to be the tracks that you saw.
3: We're in a Goldilocks situation. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger
2: than a bread box.
1: All right. Well, that gets. Re- I had this image of someone flying the monitor lizard and then dropping it on the victim. <laughs> That's and then hilarious. Swooping down but exactly and the perfect just crime. Just swooping back down and picking it up and flying away. <laughs> You're just like, your- <sighs> <laughs> <sighs> you just
2: you hear the whistle of the bomb. <laughs> Do they just
4: acme anvil an alligator onto <clears> this an guy? An angry alligator.
2: <oldown> <laughs> ah!
1: Its, it's tail is flying up in the air behind Flapping. it. What you don't realize is that he died of heart failure. <laughs> <It's I'm sorry>. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> it's, he died of fright. <spans> just, <ugh.
0: clears
2: laughs> I will I will never be able to stop picturing a monitor lizard in free fall with like little goggles <laughs> and like his <laughs> arms and tail kind of floating up in the uh, air. <laughs> tongue flapping at its side. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh Zakar timidly raises a hand and says, Zakar and Rogi have been, I feel very cooperative. May we
4: oh. go? I will make your death swift. No. <laughs> oh god. I'm just fucking with you. Yeah.
1: We we done with them. If you think of anything else. If you can find a way to get us a message, we will pay you in treats as well.
2: Uh, they look at each other with like raised eyebrows, ooh. <laughs> um. And Rogi says, deal. Also, no more taking jobs
4: where you kill people in this town, do you understand me?
3: Yes. Only steal from big corporations.
4: Yeah, like, like stealing's all right, you know, I guess, but.
0: <laughs> or just... kill people in other towns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the many loopholes you have afforded us in this compromise.
4: I mean, hold up. Like, if if they're like a real son of a bitch or something, I guess you know that's probably all right. Just try. Just listen. Just do your best. Don't get us hired to come out here and cut you down like wheat and pack you like a bale of straw. Oh God! Because you have to understand, I will. I believe you. All right. All right. So we're we're cool.
2: Uh, they start to take like tentative steps towards the staircase
4: uh, perhaps
1: someone should walk them out so yeah they don't get slaughtered <laughs> by the guard at yeah the top i got of the it stairs. the guard
2: immediately
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh shit we forgot something
1: <laughs> yeah i'll welcome
2: out
0: i primed the trap no i'm just kidding <laughs>
2: <laughs> um yeah are the rest of you hanging out down here any longer or is it time to move elsewhere
0: i think we've kind of seen
3: everything there is to see down here
1: yeah my yeah. god let's get out of this hallway <laughs> yeah unless i mean other than the office you you'd all described, and maybe something was, that was the target instead, but...
3: Yeah, I I, I I, didn't really look around the office beyond just looking for the key, so we can check there.
2: Okay. Um, all right, so you guys reseal the vault, presumably?
1: Yeah, I'll rearm it.
2: Okay. Uh, and you all head upstairs with Zakar and Rogi. Uh, as you open the double doors at the top of the stairs, um, that one guard is still like a little bit less nervously patrolling around, and he looks over in your direction and does a double take wide -eyed at the two skulks and raises his sword and starts to charge in their direction. Hey, cut it out, motherfucker. We took care of it. Make an intimidate check. I will.
3: Now, is this with your charisma, or did you take the feat that lets you use your strength?
4: I add my strength to my total.
3: Oh, nice.
0: 12.
2: 12 now add your die roll <laughs> <laughs> uh he slows um and he continues to approach weapon up but is not just like rushing in for a kill shot anymore and he says uh what do you
4: mean you took care of it
2: these things are still fucking
4: alive man they they botched their whole operation you got some of them they got some of you let's we just got to calm the fuck down cuz they got information we're going to send them back out we might need them again they're just fucking cronies, man. They they are not in charge of what happened here. They don't know shit. So
2: just calm down so that we can sort this out. I love that of everybody present, <laughs> Quinn is the one who's going to roll diplomacy for this. <laughs> Do it, son. Which one? Which, which one again? It's the D20 the d- plus, the- plus the diplomacy. Oh, okay.
0: He's like, oh, I don't have that.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, say it one more time uh- for me. Uh, five, five,
0: five, five hundred
2: and fifty five. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He explodes through the power of your argument. Uh, he like kind of trains the point of his sword on one of them a little bit more specifically. And he says, no way, man. I don't there's you can't just let him go. OK, one way or another, they got to be held accountable for what they did. And I don't care if that's me doing it or if it's the sheriff taking them or what, but they're not just getting out of here.
0: Okay, I understand what you're saying. We will take them to the sheriff and we'll talk to her about it and see what she wants to do because unfortunately, something very, very strange is going on here and this was not just a random robbery. And in order to find out what's happening, we might need them to be able to get more information for us. So I'm sorry, but we can't just have you kill them on the spot right here.
2: He continues like eyes narrowed Looking among all of you, um, but he lowers his sword uh, and he says, "All right, I'm coming with you, though. I'm making sure these things make it to the sheriff's office."
1: Well, Who's going to stay here to protect the widow?
2: Oh well, my my associate is still in there with her, so. Oh, okay. Just the
4: one, huh? That went great for y'all <laughs> last time. <laughs>
2: uh. He he starts to visibly sweat. <laughs> We haven't looked under every
4: little crack and crevice in here, and I found no, two that you didn't. No,
2: you're not, you're not doing this to me again. I, you did it to yourself, bub. No, I'm going with you, and that's... Look, there were four of them in here. One of them's in a body bag. One of them we saw get away. These were the only two we didn't know about, so all accounted for. It's fine.
0: Except for the one that got away.
2: Well, the one that got away got away.
3: I start singing. <laughs> Make a will save.
2: Okay. Uh, 17?
3: Yeah, that succeeds. So I just i i i sing a couple bars, look at the guard, it doesn't seem to take, and I just sort of shrug and stop.
1: <laughs> the guard is like, well, "What just happened?" That was hmm? beautiful. Sorry, it's just
3: st- st- you know when you get those songs that are just sort of stuck in your head.
2: Yeah, for sure.
3: Just shakes us a the Theater Kids. <laughs>
2: hey now, you're an all star. <laughs> Uh, all right. Is there anything you guys... Do you guys want to go speak with the widow or search the office or anything before you get out of here uh, accompanied by this guard to head back to the sheriff's office?
1: Should check the office just in case.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'll go talk to the widow.
4: Okay. I'm staying with the guard to make sure nothing
2: breaks bad. All right.
3: Yeah, I'll go with Rainer to the office.
2: Okay. Um. All right. So, Thomason and Rainer, you head into the office. Um. I, I won't make you roll... You have a thorough look around. There doesn't seem to be anything additional concealed in here. You know, again, like the vault and like the like main foyer. There's lots of finery in here. Thomason has seen this stuff already. Portraits, uh, signed copy of the town charter, stuffed like animals that have been hunted. Um, all kinds of like rich guy office shit. Um, and the drawer that had the key in it has uh, the books, like the accounting books inside. Um, but it, it seems very par for the course. Nothing here seems like out of the ordinary as far as the two of you can can determine.
1: I know that you have just told us this, but I think in character, I would just very quickly flip through the accounting books just on the off chance that like, oh, is there a name in here that's familiar to any of the names we've heard at the circus? Like, does someone owe a debt or I don't know?
2: Yeah, fair. Um, again, I'm not going to make you roll. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there seems to be no connection in these books between the Walders or the lockbox and the circus. Okay, There are names of various townsfolk. You recognize some of the names you saw in boxes in the vault uh, as items that are being stored on behalf of townsfolk. Um, You know, he's the money lender. Like, there are plenty of names in here and debts owed, um, but nothing
1: that jumps out at you. Can you believe how much money Quinn has made as a bounty hunter? Look at this. <laughs> That's
0: impressive, honestly. I can't believe I didn't go to look at the accounting books. <laughs> <laughs>
3: The, the assistant <laughs> a- accountant. The accountant.
1: <laughs> Everything seems to be in order here. Would you agree?
3: Yes, I would. Uh, and I want to put the vault key back in the drawer uh, that I got it from and lock that drawer and place that key just on top of the desk.
1: Okay. Uh, and I'm just going to change a few of the debts to positive <laughs> columns just to help some folks out.
0: <laughs> the true hero. Robin
1: Hood. <laughs> Oh, this category for student loan debt. <laughs>
0: Burn that page. Uh
2: Celestine, you go into the uh the barracks to speak with the widow. She is still sitting in there. Um she is calming down, it seems. You can tell that she has been like hysterical and weepy, but at the moment she's kind of just sniffly and puffy-eyed. Uh that other guard is still kind of standing there, just like gingerly patting her on the shoulder to comfort her.
0: Hello. Uh, my name is Celestine, and I am also here investigating your husband's murder. I'm very she
2: just howls oh, in gosh, agony. Okay.
0: Ah! I'm very sorry for your loss. Um, I I have a question for you. It might help us with figuring out what happened exactly. Well, what question could you possibly have for me that has not already been asked? I, I pull out the key and I hold it up to her. Do you recognize this key? Yes, that's the key that my beloved always carried on him. Are you sure this is the exact one? Could it be a copy? I don't know. I'm not a metallurgist. I can't tell. It's an iron key. Okay, never mind.
2: Oh, wait. Yes, he made this particular notch in the key, and I recognize it, and it's absolutely the exact one he always carried.
0: Okay, well, it seems like whoever killed him took this specifically from him then.
2: She, like, tunes in. Like, you I mean, she's, she's listening to you. She's trying to get herself under control. Um, But she says, It would make sense. I mean, your friend's used the one that was in the desk. So if they intended to get into the vault, they would have needed Archivant's key.
0: It doesn't seem like they were here for anything in particular in the vault, though. Is there anything that's kept in there that maybe is hidden away that isn't something anybody who just randomly broke in might be able to find?
2: Uh, she takes a, a deep breath to kind of calm herself a little bit. And she says, No, no, the vault is just where we keep our most valuable items. There are no hidden compartments. There's nothing notable, to the best of my knowledge. There is a small fortune down there, but anything that is especially unique or beautiful, we we keep out here in the display cases to show off. And even that, I mean, it's not like we had any, you know, named swords or anything of that
0: sort. Just, just finery. And... The one that got away didn't seem to make it with anything in particular that you've been able to find, correct? I mean, things are
2: missing, for sure, but nothing that causes me any particular alarm. Some coins, some jewels.
0: Well, all right. Thank you so much for talking to me. We'll let you know if there's any other questions that we think of. And if you think of anything that we haven't come across that you happen to come across, please reach out and let us know. Okay, thank you. Uh, I look at the guard that's in here as well. Oh, also, uh, I think you're, uh, the other guard will be coming with us briefly. So you're going to be here alone for a little bit, just so you know.
2: Uh, he looks a little bit alarmed. He says, what, why? Where are you going?
0: Oh, we just have to run to the sheriff's really quickly. I just wanted you to be aware that you would be here to watch over Miss Walden.
2: I mean, your, your buddy's the one that said like there could, you know, the other ones could be lurking in the shadows anywhere. I don't want to. I don't wanna be here alone. That's not his job. His job's not to go to the sheriff's office. It's to stay here and guard this place.
0: You should tell him that then, because he's pretty convinced that he wants to go with us.
2: Uh he he nods and he kind of marches over and opens the door. Uh and he gasps as he sees Quinn and his comrade and the two skulks standing there. Sup. Uh and he goes, You found him? Yeah. Uh and Agnes like also gasps and stands up from her chair and rushes over to the door to look. Um and she smiles like it's the first time any of you have seen her smile so far she's like oh thank goodness oh thank goodness you've you got them you're you're going to you're going to show them justice right we're gonna take care of it oh look they are also not carnies uh and she like seems off put by that and she says well how would i know the circus has all manner of strange creatures and beings under their employ because i'm telling you i'm literally telling you right now how do you
4: know? Because I went to the circus. I've seen the people. You These saw, ain't
2: them. You saw every single employee and exhibit of the circus? Ma'am, I'm the king of the circus. <laughs> <laughs> she blanches. She she clutches her pearls. Oh, well, I, your highness, I didn't know.
0: <laughs> He's like, oh, so you're behind this. Uh,
1: and they told us they live nearby.
2: Uh, She says, but you're going to deal with them. They're going to pay for what they did. We're going to deal with them. Don't worry about it. We got you, folks. Uh she like like bustles over to all of you um and she is reaching in her handbag and like fidgeting for something. Um and she pulls out a little pouch that you can hear uh jingling with coins. Um and she says, "Thank you. Thank you all so much. Here. Take take this as a reward. Please. For for bringing to justice those that killed my poor beloved Auguwin." Yeah, I take it. Um, yeah, you you take it. She hands it over, and she says, "She says, uh, oh I, I suppose.'" And she kind of like looks around at the condition of the room. She says, "If there are any items here that you're interested in that might help you on your journey, you could you could take something from the vault instead, or from from the showroom
0: floor." Is there an astrolabe anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, this money is going towards that. So,
2: uh, well, let's see. There's <laughs> five hundred and twenty gold pieces in the pouch. Wow. Oh. Uh, so you could take an equivalent amount in, uh, masterwork weapons, armor, or other merchandise that is here. But I believe we determined that an astrolabe was <laughs> substantially more than that, even.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I think we're still too early in the game for me to feel like I need anything in particular, like weapons wise. So if you guys are cool, I think we should just split it. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah. We do that.
2: All right. So, uh, the widow sees you off, uh, Less weepy than she has been thus far in your experience with her. The one guard stays behind. The other guard accompanies you back towards the jail. So you guys make it back through town and back in Sheriff Feldane's presence. And she is eyeing the two skulks up and down. She's like, what are these supposed to be?
1: These are skulks. And what is that? Are they circus folk? No, they come from... These particular ones actually live uh, right outside our fair burg here and said that they have been hired numerous times by uh, humans to pull off jobs just like this. Uh, she looks him over again with a little bit
2: of a, a scowl now. Well, I will gladly take them into custody until we can learn the extent of their crimes and figure out what to do with them. Uh, and Zakar and Rogi look at all of you like pleadingly like, please, please don't. <laughs>
0: The other option that we had considered was to let them go. Hell no. Well, listen, they don't know anything. They don't know why they're here exactly. Somebody needed someone to break in and just steal some things. But it doesn't seem like they had a particular target when they went there. And so if we send them back, they might get hired by the same people to... Finish the job that they were supposed to do, or they might get new information. And if we can convince them to relay that to us, that could be a great way to get resources that we wouldn't have otherwise. If they were in a cell, or worse, she
2: she mulls that over for a second. You can see that kind of kicking around in her brain as her eyes dart back and forth, uh, and she says, "Well, in my professional opinion, that sounds like it be that sounds like it might be a matter for a little bit later. Right now, considering." The way that people are feeling around town and the fact that the focus is on the circus folk and they're all just kind of looking for a reason to pin it on them. I mean, if they've been partied to a bunch of burglaries around town for a while, that's not what everybody's out for blood over right now. So I'd say we hold them for now, and maybe later we can utilize them for help figuring out the extent of their past crimes or any other involvement they might have in this. But I'm disinclined to let them go right now. I don't want them in the wind. I feel like there's a... A bit of wisdom to keeping them
4: here and even letting that get out a little bit takes pressure off the circus folk. Maybe no one in town will go skulking around there to get revenge on them.
0: Hey!
2: See what I did? Uh, Yeah, she she nods and she, she looks at them again and she says, I'm going to be honest with you, I ain't ever seen anything like them and I know that the circus has all kinds of weird creatures and whatnot in their employ so it might be good to have them here to later be verified that they are not in the employ of the circus in front of the townsfolk, rather than them just having to take our word from the matter.
3: Now that's very interesting that you've never seen these creatures in this town before because our new friends were just telling us that there are two who possibly live in this town and are maybe associated with some sort of gang or thieves guild.
2: A, a thieves guild? in Elsyrian?
3: Stranger things have happened.
2: Uh, she just takes a long look at one of the skulks again and says, yeah, you ain't lying. Uh, and she looks back at you. Well, I'm not privy to a thieves guild. This is an awfully small town. It seems strange that anybody would set up shop here. But I mean, I'm not saying that there is no crime here. It's just never appeared to be organized before.
4: Well, there is some organization going on because let me tell you, we are certain that Sphinx ain't what killed Walder. Certain. How come? Tracks don't match up. Sphinx is too big. Any of the other beasties,
2: at least so far as I know that they have at that circus, aren't big enough. Well, that's something. Sort of a non-answer. Be a lot better if we had an answer. Well,
4: that's what we're looking for. I mean, it's all there. the The pieces are there. We just ain't put them together yet. I mean, a circus ain't gonna be that stupid. They show up in town, and suddenly some murders and robberies happen. Like they ain't that dumb. Of course, people are gonna try to pin it on them. So whoever's trying to organize this is doing whatever they can to make it look that way. It's it's just it's too easy.
0: Using the circus coming to town, hiring a third party through somebody else to commit a crime. It's all just a little too convenient to happen and not be traceable back to whoever has put this together.
1: Do you get any kind of mm, fair warning or notification before the circus arrives? No, but to my understanding, that's just sort of their M.O., drifters. They just show up, do their
2: thing, head out and out. How often have they been through here? Oh, they ain't never been here before. And she walks over to one of the cells and unlocks the door and opens it and kind of looks at all of you inquisitively and looks at the two skulks and, like, gestures them into the cell. And Rogi and Zakhar kind of give one last look of, like, this is happening at the rest of you. To be fair, you did commit a murder. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I keep feeling bad for them, and I have to remember that like we saw the body of the dude that they all ganged up on and murdered.
2: Yeah, yeah, they nod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. That one's on us.
0: <laughs> Our bad. Oops.
2: Uh, they walk into the cell, heads heads hung, and uh, she locks it up behind him.
0: I only feel bad for them because of their voices. Or they
2: have such there.
3: they have such cute little voices.
2: Um, everybody, go ahead and level up to level <gasps> what? two. What? Hey. Uh, we've reached a milestone in the story. <laughs> Does the when, sheriff
1: just see us get buffer?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, everybody's muscles just lean out a little bit.
0: We all shine with the bright light. Damn, you're looking cut.
2: For anybody who's unfamiliar, there are a couple of ways to handle like level ups in games like D&D and Pathfinder. There's XP-based and milestone-based. XP is where you actually keep track of the numbers, like the amount of XP you get for accomplishing certain things and defeating different enemies. And when you hit a certain total, you get to the next level. That's a lot of bookkeeping. I don't care for it. I like to do Milestone, where just when you reach a logical point, you get the next level.
3: My sense motive was a plus zero at level one. Now a plus 11. Thank you, being a bard.
2: Wow. Nice. Yeah, does anybody get anything super neat or substantial that they want to talk about right out of the gate at level two?
3: Yeah, I get a bard feature called Versatile Performance, which lets me use my perform skill in place of a variety of other skills. So I kind of get... Three for one on my uh, on my skill increases. So I chose to boost my perform sing ability, which now lets me use that number, which is currently plus eleven for bluff and sense motive.
4: Nice. nice. Um, I get my first Slayer talent, and what I went with, I I feel like I've learned. You know, I've, I've really learned my lesson on awareness. <laughs> <laughs> So I went with what's called trap finding. Uh, so disabled device is now a class skill and I get trap sense along with that. So I have a plus one to my reflex saves to avoid traps and a plus one dodge bonus uh, to trap attacks if they go off near me. Okay.
0: Um, I just got another cantrip that I learned and then I opted to take some skill ranks uh, and I put those into knowledge, arcana, and nature, because those were a couple of the things that we hit last time that I had, but I couldn't actually utilize because I didn't have any ranks in them. And since we experienced that, I thought it made sense to be more mindful of that going forward.
1: Right on. And I got ceaseless observation, which is for the empiricist, and it lets me use intelligence for my skills of disabled device perception sense motive use magic and diplomacy instead of the previous ones assigned with them.
2: Hell yeah! Yeah, level two is where the empiricist archetype like happens. Like yeah. this is this is where it actually
3: starts to pop off.
1: Um, and then I also got a bunch of skill points and I picked up all the knowledge skills I didn't have. Nice, <laughs> because <laughs> I didn't realize I didn't start with them.
3: Not gonna make that mistake again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sheriff Feldane locks the two skulks
2: away. Um, kind of. You know, swings the key around her finger on her key ring and catches it and hooks it back onto her belt. Uh And she says, uh so I understand that some of you have been to talk to Sister Woodmere, eh? Yes.
1: And did you learn anything good? Other than some additional confirmation that the attack doesn't seem like it could have been from the Sphinx. Well, it seems to have worked her up into a bit of a lather. Oh, really? Oh, no. Yeah, she
2: came out and made a... Uh, a bit of a proclamation to the town square that you know she was she was going to help get to the bottom of this because, I don't know, whatever y'all discovered or were uncertain about, I guess it cast a, a little bit of doubt in her mind. She got worried, and, well, she's a cleric, so she's got the ability to suss out truth and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So last I heard, she was actually headed over to the circus herself to try and chat with some of those folks, see if she couldn't dig anything up. Hmm. Might be in your interest to catch up to her.
0: Yes, that sounds like a good idea. We had talked about maybe talking to the Sphinx as well. So there's probably quite a bit we could learn there with a new perspective.
2: Hold on, you can talk to the Sphinx?
0: Oh, I I don't know for sure, but it seemed like they had more of a uh, kind of an intimate setting set up at their tent uh, in between the shows. So I figured there might be some more to learn with the up-close investigation.
4: I think Quinn is like listening to this conversation with furrowed, confused brows of like, we can't talk to the Sphinx, but she can talk at a lizard? Like, <laughs> Just <laughs> trying
2: to piece that together in general. Yeah, but like like the Sphinx talks? Like it's got like a language. I mean I I'm, I'm not particularly well versed in magical beasts. Probably most of what you guys sitting at the table like know of Sphinxes in our world is probably roughly common knowledge for people. You know, it's it's a it's a riddle creature that like, yeah. you know, deals in knowledge and stuff. Um in in the main event at the circus it didn't really it was kind of like played up like a beast um which you know i don't i don't remember if all of you but somebody like kind of intuited that like this was part of the act mm, yeah um but you know it it did some just kind of like y shit around the tent uh in in the climax of the show but yeah i think you guys would would probably just kind of know yeah sphinxes can talk they they do pu- puzzles and riddles and shit yeah she got like a lady face and stuff
3: and i think she would be very happy to talk to us now that we have definite proof that she's not a suspect in this case.
2: Yeah. Um, Sheriff Feldane kind of like furrows her brow and she says, "Uh, I guess I've just been thinking about this more as like a like an animal attack and not as like something that could have motive. I, I mean, I think that's what people are hoping for, right? Maybe. They're
4: just hoping to gloss over this, set pitchforks the direction of, of that circus and move on. I mean, it, it's a circus. Ain't nothing what it seems. I, I'm not even a real king. <laughs>
1: Yes, I don't want to accidentally insult you, that is not my intent, but even when we brought them in, you yourself said, oh yes, the circus has all types, how do I know they didn't come from there? I think that sentiment is carried very heavily in your town, and so leading the sentence that way, I think it gives you an impression of what everyone is feeling.
2: Uh, she, she, Her face kind of drops a little bit, she looks a little bit ashamed, Um, and she says, uh, you know, she, she shakes her head and she says, yeah... You know, I, I, I told you, I, I try to rise above things like this, but sometimes I forget. You know, I'm I'm a product of where I'm from, and that's not always the greatest. So, I apologize. I will try to be more mindful moving forward. I can't make the same guarantee for all the townsfolk, but I'll try to keep them honest. And I
1: encourage y'all to do the same. Yes, I think along those lines, perhaps we should hurry back to the circus, because even if she is able to force the truth, true words can be twisted to meet certain ends.
2: Yeah, and a pissed-off cleric's scary.
1: Okay. Uh, so heading back
2: towards the Umber Carnival?
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: You all start making your way up out of town. Um, and I think you notice that like, it's a little bit empty through town, a little bit emptier than you've gotten used to seeing. And that, that strikes you a bit odd until as you get closer, you kind of hear like a ruckus, like a crowd up the road in the direction of the circus. And as you get closer, you can see a bunch of townsfolk. Yeah at the entrance to the Umbra Carnival at like the main gate. And there seems to be one member of the town who is kind of like rallying this mob and a slew of Carnival guards that are standing in defense of what seems to be an impending attack.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
5: Night has fallen. The moon is full. And we're inviting you to listen to Canada by Night, a podcast where professional improvisers play vampire the masquerade. Detective -turned -vampire Everett Frye accidentally becomes the sheriff of New Haven, an experimental town where they're testing if vampires and humans can coexist. Stuck leading a ragtag group of officers, the Bruja bounty hunter Val, the Gangrel news reporter Evangeline, and the Tremere blood witch Doris. Can Everett keep the town running? Or will everyone end up liquidated by the Vampire Council of Canada? Trending on global fiction charts and produced by Dum Dums and Dice, whose podcast Dum Dums and Dragons ranked number two of all fiction podcasts in America. Listen now to find out why Canada by Night has been downloaded more than a half a million times. Canada by Night, its interview with the vampire, if it had all the characters from Parks and Rec in it.